your mouth, mouth, <laughs> mouth. Shh. It's the Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey everybody, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers. Bringing you a very special top 10 in celebration of us covering the movie Fallen, which features prominently a very popular song by the Rolling Stones. We thought that we would take this opportunity to count down each of our top 10 favorite pop songs featured in horror movies. I really enjoy when we do musical top 10s. So yeah, they're just such a delight to edit. (laughs) I'm sure. Well, I mean, for you, it's kind of like horrific, but I have fun making playlists. You know what I mean? That's really what I do. um, If you recall, in the past, we have counted down our top 10 favorite creepy love songs, our top 10 favorite horror movie scores. So this is just another musical episode to add to that list. And like those, we'll be creating a Spotify playlist for your enjoyment. So we'll be including that link in the show notes. That's right. So go check it out after you listen to us count them down. Okay, my number 10 is the song 99 Problems by the artist Hugo, featured in the movie Fright Night from 2011. If you haven't got problems, I feel bad for your son. I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Uh, very much like the movie itself, I was completely surprised by this song. Um, the movie is a remake of Fright Night, and I was very, very against it at the time. I was like, I don't need to see a remake of this movie because the original is so, so good. But the movie is very, very cool. It's very well done. And this song is also really cool. It comes during the end credits of the movie, and they're showing all these different uh, scenes, like vampire scenes and kill scenes that you've seen throughout the movie already. And it's just a surprisingly fun, very cool cool song it features a line from a jay-z song right if you're having girl problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but a bitch ain't one Uh, right yeah but the rest of it is this weird like rockabilly song and none of the other lyrics from jay-z's rap are in it so i just really enjoyed that song a lot i've listened to it a lot after that movie i think i've listened to that song a whole lot more than i've watched the movie itself My number 10 is none other than Suspirium by Tom York from Suspiria. Ooh, good choice. This is what's thinking about our body. What they mean for our salvation. Now, this wasn't too much of a pop song, that's for sure, but it did feature in the movie. And when it first came out, I just could not stop listening to this track. Mm-hmm. It is so beautiful. And it's got some chill moments in there and, uh, you know, where I literally get chills. And, uh, no, I just love the fuck out of that song. And I had to include it. I had to put it in my uh, in my top ten somewhere. And it's at the bottom just because it, it isn't featured that prominently in the movie. Uh, and also because I don't think it got that popular. Most people still just don't know about it. Right. And certainly I don't think it got radio play. But it is an amazing song. So obviously I had to include it. Well, I think because um, we both listened to that song quite a bit, you know, before Suspiria, the movie was released. We listened to it and loved it. And I was really hoping for an Oscar nomination for that song. Yeah. Because it's just incredible. Like, Tom York does such a good job with that score and that song especially. Uh, My number nine is the song Moondance by Van Morrison. It's from an American werewolf in London. Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes 
fantabulous night to make romance need the cover of October skies. I um my father taught me very early in my life about the amazingness that is Van Morrison. Not to mention I used to watch this movie called Dream a Little Dream when I was younger and it has the the Corys, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim in it mm-hmm. and it features the song Into the Mystic by Van Morrison which is my favorite Van Morrison song. So by the time that I finally watched American Werewolf in London like sort of my early preteens I was already a fan of his work. And um, I really like the use of pop music in this movie because all the songs are dealing with like the moon and, and it's just they made a really incredible choices as far as the music goes. This one in particular is very, very great. It plays over a sex scene and um, I think it just fits really well within the context of that particular scene and the movie itself. Okay. My number nine is the collective Sympathy for the Devil songs from Rolling Stones, as well as Guns N' Roses. The Guns N' Roses version was featured in the end credits for Interview of the Vampire, as Lestat drives over the highway in San Francisco away, presumably to, you know, continue to suck some blood. And... (laughs) It's also played over the end credits of Fallen, that also, of course, features that other Rolling Stones song right. that we will mention. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of will and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul of faith. And, uh... Yeah, so I just had to include it because two horror movies from the 90s included it for their end credits, uh, kind of while they're showing what's happening on screen and the ending closing shots. And so I just thought that was interesting, and they both kind of work for those films, respectively. And I always love it when like the lyrics kind of match you know, mm-hmm. exactly what's happening, you know, or the characters or the, the story. So that was this is a perfect example of that. And talk about a, like a pop song tailor-made for horror movies, right? I mean, Sympathy for the Devil. That's, that's good. Yep. Uh, my number eight is the song Who Made Who by ACDC. It's from the movie Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive is a really fun movie. So if you guys have not seen it, you need to go watch it. I mean, it's, it's no Oscar winner for sure, right? But I always have fun when I watch this, and I've seen it at least a dozen times. Uh, the movie is directed by Stephen King, based on one of his short stories, and the soundtrack features only ACDC songs, like way before Iron Man did it, later on. Okay. Um, and if, if that doesn't sound like a good time, I mean, like, I don't know what does. This song plays over the intro to the movie and the opening credits, where we start to see, like, a comet encircling the Earth, and exactly what these machines are doing to people coming to life and sort of like starting to kill them or like make things run amok and they uh they play the guitar riff from this song throughout the movie during scene changes and it's it's, it's like omnipresence always there i think the song was written for that movie and they released all you know the soundtrack which features other previously written acdc songs and i like acdc a lot it's like my straight frat boy band right so i mean i've never heard a song of theirs that i don't enjoy and i mean it's the kind of thing that would make me play like air guitar too like every single time i hear it my number eight is How Soon Is Now by Love Spit Love from The Craft. Mm. 
something in particular. And this song was just, it really, really fit the film. Like, it really fit, like, the theme of, like, witchcraft and, mm-hmm. like, kind of this upbeat but creepy, horrific vibe to it. Like, it's just a very distinctive feeling to that song and just really, really worked for that movie. And uh, it was also ended up being used for the TV show Charmed, right? Because it was just so so good, its usage in the craft. So they kind of ripped it off, uh, which, you know, whatever, I'm okay with. But it's its use in, uh, in the craft was just excellent, and I, and I love that song there. I love that soundtrack quite a bit. Like I, I listened to it a lot when I was younger, and that song especially, especially when it was on Charmed. I mean, there was just no escaping that song, right? And my friends liked it a lot, so we just played the shit out of it. Um, I think I'm gonna get some shit for my number seven choice. If not from you, then at least from people on Twitter. Uh, my number seven choice is "How Do I Deal." sung by Jennifer Love Hewitt from the movie I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. So we're talking the sequel here, right? high school my friends wouldn't always go see horror movies with me but we really liked I Know What You Did Last Summer and we saw it a couple times as a group and so they went to go see the sequel with me right and people just sort of made fun of it and um, I don't know I, I like it a lot and I like this song a lot it's just really good cheesy pop from an actress who's trying to make a crossover unsuccessfully though I think this was released as a promotional single for the movie Yeah. and there's a music video where all she's doing is like standing in a garage and sticking her head right in the camera and there's like random scenes from the movie on a sheet behind her like it's really not well made yikes but um (laughs) i mean i like really bad pop you know i never said i had good taste in music but um i don't know it's there my number seven is Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And this is featured in the movie Scream. On a gathering storm comes a tall handsome man In a dusty black coat with a red right hand I think this is one of those songs that's like a perfect Halloween song. I mean, they play it quite a bit, actually, in that movie. Yeah, so they play the song quite a bit, and it's it just sounds perfect for the look and feel of that movie. It's like playful, but at the same time creepy. It's kind of like um, uh, Love Spit Loves Dead for the Craft, except this is a little bit more playful and tongue-in-cheek sounding, but it also just sounds that like that that dark kind of creepy vibe to it, which is just perfect for the movie and like perfect for like a Halloween playlist, which is probably why it ended up on our Halloween playlist on Spotify last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a great Halloween song. It's got a nice creepy background to it. It's effective in that movie. I I think they also used it in future Scream movies too because it worked yeah, so well they for did. it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it almost has that like Tarantino vibe to it, something that could almost be in like Kill Bill or something like that. And uh, I always love those kinds of soundtracks where it's a little bit like Southern to it. There's a little bit of charm to it. Mm-hmm. And I love that kind of sound. Great. Uh, my number six is the song Mouth, but it's the Stingray remix from the band Bush. Mouth, mouth, <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Oh, so you've heard it. Your mouth. 
So this was featured in the movie An American Werewolf in Paris. And good Christ, what a terrible movie this is. Uh, the movie came out on Christmas Day, my junior year in high school. I saw it at the theater, and I remembered not liking it. But I bought the soundtrack, mostly for the Bush remix, because the original song was on Razorblade Suitcase. It was a very, very slow version. And I liked the remix a lot better. Um, the song plays on the movie when our hero or anti-hero I guess because he's a werewolf is having sex with another tourist in a famous Parisian cemetery right presumably on the grave of Jim Morrison and transforms into a werewolf for the first time it fits the scene perfectly in fact it seems like this song would be made for movies about werewolves or vampires it fits so perfectly in those particular horror subgenres so when I was making this list I was like okay I'm gonna rewatch an American werewolf in Paris because I only saw it the once and I remembered hating it so I watched it it's streaming on Amazon Prime but with commercials which is weird I didn't know they did that that's new yeah, and it's free on Prime. You don't have to rent it and stuff. I think there's, they've started to do commercials. Well, that sucks. already bothered me when I was watching it. But I made it yeah. about 25 minutes into this movie, and I turned it the fuck off. Because there's nothing but like a whole bunch of frat boys running around Paris doing nothing. It takes forever for them to even like introduce any sort of werewolf elements. Just a bad, bad movie. But a really good song. Fair enough. Nothing hurts like your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> My number six is Closer by Nine Inch Nails. This was featured in The Hitcher and probably a number of other horror movies, honestly. Uh, but this is the version of The Hitcher from 2007, and it was used to spectacular effect during a police chase scene where they're actually following The Hitcher, and he basically single-handedly takes out a bunch of squad cars and a helicopter by himself <laughs> and is playing closer by Nine Inch Nails, and it's just wonderful, and you still need to see that movie. I know. I was like, we're, we were just talking about this in our last top ten, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't watched it. I need to, and I love that song. And, I mean, I always think about that song from Silence of the Lambs. No, no, no. Seven. But they don't really play the right version in that movie, do they? It's barely recognizable. Uh, my number five song is Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus from the movie The Silence of the Lambs. Uh, this is a perfect example of a song reaching a large audience. Well, I'm going to stop you right there. Why? Because it's also my number five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, what do you think of it? I literally cannot hear the song and not think of Silence of the Lambs, where a guy is dressing up in, well, a human suit, drag, mm -hmm. his special brand of drag, and is tucking and, you know, singing to this or dancing to this song. So would you fuck me? <laughs> that part? I fuck me. 
Yeah, I mean, I cannot, I cannot hear this song and not think about Silence of the Lambs. And I love this song. I was obsessed with this when Silence of the Lambs came out. Um, it was also featured in another Jonathan Demi movie called Married to the Mob, right? So obviously Jonathan Demi likes it a lot too. There's actually a really wild story behind this. Like the singer of this song um, lost fame. I mean, obviously she was doing really well. People all over the world do this song from the movie. And then she just dropped off the face of the earth and no one knows what happened to her. But recently she was tracked down and apparently she's like driving a bus for Staten Island. You know, I mean, something crazy like that. And you would think, as popular as that movie is, and everyone remembering this song from it, that she might have gone on to have a bigger career or at least be making some money. But apparently she hasn't even gone to pick up her royalty checks or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's insane to me. My number four is Tiptoe Through the Tulips by Tiny Tim, featured in Insidious. It's so effective in that movie. It's so creepy. No one can listen to that song now and not be creeped the fuck out by it. No, and you know that song creeped scares me. the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> he does not like to listen to this. I've had it on like my Halloween party playlist, and he was like, turn it off. Yeah, it really affects me in some like really deep way. I just cannot hear it. It has nothing to do with that movie is why it scares me. It's just the sound of that man's voice just terrifies the shit out of me. through the tulips with me. That's an incredible likeness. It's all in the waddle. Um, it is a scary song and very effective. So perfect for that. Perfect for this list. So my number four is the song Touch Me. No, not that one. God, no. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's Touch Me by Wish featuring Fonda Ray, and it was featured in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. This movie is oftentimes called the gayest horror movie of all time, even though I don't really agree with that. But it was one of the first horror movies I saw as a kid, probably at a very young age. And this song plays over a scene where our final boy, Jesse, is sent upstairs to clean his room. And he's playing this like really gay sounding pop song and sort of like dancing and lip syncing all over the place, complete with like a phallic thing at crotch level when he's caught by his mother. Right. And um, again, I can't hear this song and not think about that particular scene in the movie. And I like that part of the movie so much because apparently it affected me. And this is what I do, even as a near 40-year-old man. Sometimes music just takes over when I'm cleaning the house and I'll start dancing or lip syncing and things like that. And I have been caught by so many people and it's hideously embarrassing. My number three is Time is on My Side by the Rolling Stones featured in Fallen. Time is on my side. Yes, it is. 
The song is so heavily featured, probably more heavily featured than any other song in any other horror movie. It had to be in my top three, mm-hmm. definitely. And I'm just a huge fan of how they did this. It was one of the best things about that movie. So if you haven't checked out our episode on Fallen, go check it out. And definitely, of course, we'll, we'll be including this song on our Spotify playlist. So definitely check that out because, like I said, I've never seen a, a song more featured in a horror movie before. Besides maybe that Tiny Tim <laughs> song. But this was literally like part of the plot, right? So it's just uh, it was super interesting, and I couldn't not include it in my top three. It's a really integral part of that song. And for uh, for those of you who go listen to our Spotify playlist, I defy you to not have it get stuck in your head the minute you hear it. It'll be in there for days. Yeah. My number three is the song The Man Comes Around by Johnny Cash. Uh, it's featured in the movie Dawn of the Dead. It's the 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead. There's a man going around taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. I really like this movie a lot. Um, I listed it when we did our top 10 remakes episode last year. Um, Given how much I like the original, I was a little nervous about seeing it, but it really surprised me. And one of the most surprising moments in this movie to me was the opening credit sequence that features this song by Johnny Cash, which on its own is incredibly haunting sounding. And, yeah. But it really plays up the apocalypse effects of this movie. And it's showing these like news clips and video clips from around the world of either zombie attacks or like riots or like, you know, religious iconography and things like that. It's mm-hmm. just the perfect way to start a movie like Dawn of the Dead and it just foreshadowed everything to come and what I think is an amazing remake an amazing movie on its own right sure yeah that has a lot to do with my number two actually which is Get Down with the Sickness by Richard Cheese also from Dawn of the Dead (laughs) get up come on get down with the sickness get up come on get down with the sickness get up Come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your head and let it flow into me. Obviously, it's not the original song. The original song is like a hardcore, heavy metal, kind of like alternative rock song, right? Yeah. And uh, this version by Richard Cheese is like lounge, you know, music, like kind of jazzified. And they're sitting there on the rooftops like sniping zombies, right? And it's playing this, like this playful kind of lounge music with these horrible, like get down with the sickness lyrics you know and it's just such a juxtaposition of like the you know laugh or you cry kind of moments in this film mm-hmm. and uh and it just works so beautifully there and it's, it's like the best thing to come out of this film or at least the soundtrack in my opinion and that's why it's my number two it plays almost in its entirety in the I think film it does, yeah yeah and it's uh it's it's a really great moment I think they also used it in the trailer for the movie. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, it was heavily featured. Have you listened to other Richard Cheese songs? Cause oh, yeah. Is this what he does? Is this shit? Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's really me. good. I like it. Really good song makes me laugh every yeah. time I hear it. Uh, well, my number two is Hush by Kula Shaker. It's from the movie I Know What You Did Last Summer.
soundtrack to I Know What You Did Last Summer is my favorite soundtrack of all time. Obviously. Horror or not, I love it. I love every damn song on there, start to finish. The amount of time that I have spent listening to this soundtrack through my teenage and later years is ridiculous. And I told myself when starting to make this list that I wasn't going to list all these songs. I was going to pick one song from the soundtrack to be on the list. And this one's got to be it, right? I mean, it was also released as a single for the movie. It's incredibly catchy. The opening of that song gets stuck in my head even today. Like, if I'm especially busy at work, I will always hear, like, the opening guitar, like, in my head. And for some reason, it makes me work a little bit faster. So mm-hmm. I just love this song so, so much. I almost wanted to put it at number one, but ultimately, to me, there's one that's better. So, Well, why don't you go ahead and tell us what that is? So... I like the song Looking for the Magic by the Dwight Tilly Bands from the movie You're Next. Sometimes a movie will feature a song that sort of catches my attention very quickly and so forcefully that I have to like look it up immediately, right? If I'm in a theater, obviously I can't do that. I have to wait. But if I'm watching it at home, I have the ability to pause what I'm doing and look it up. And like this song is played toward the start of the movie and someone pulls out a record and starts playing it. And I was like, my God, this song is so cool sounding. It was obviously very 70s and I know a lot of 70s music. And I was like, how come I haven't heard this before? Yeah. So I stopped the the movie I looked up the song and listened to it on repeat and then finally went back and finished the movie (laughs) and the movie's very very good I mean they're both super cool it's a cool movie it's a cool song and I I mean I know that it's gained popularity since the movie came out and all these hipsters are like oh you've never heard that song before you've never heard that song I'm like bullshit I've looked it up the song was not popular back then it's certainly popular now right Yeah. and so it's just one of those things where a movie can grow a song that's been around for decades so number one i listen to it a lot if i make a playlist these days or for the last couple years it's almost always on it because i love to listen to it so that's my number one chris what's your number one my number one is night on bald mountain by christina aguilera by (laughs) (laughs) my modest musagorski and it was featured in fantasia reason why I added this, it's not an obvious pick, right? It's not an obvious pop song. However, it was heavily featured, obviously, at a whole sequence in Fantasia, which is a lot of people's like first foray into horror. Mm. Night on Bald Mountain was a whole section where basically um, the demons get to come out and play or whatever, and like Beelzebub or whatever himself get to like come out and, and basically rule the night. And it's funny because this this uh, piece of music was actually completed on like that 
that night. Um, it's not Halloween, but it's like the original, like original, original, like Sawin or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was actually produced for that as a theme, but also created and, and finished on that date as well, which I thought was really interesting. Every time I think of like horror or the macabre, you know, I think of the dance of the macabre, but I also think of this. And a lot of people know, you know, they, they would recognize it, but they wouldn't maybe be able to place where it's from. But it's from all of our childhoods in, mm-hmm. in this movie, you know, Fantasia, where this whole like horror piece, you know, is placed into that film. So I thought that was, uh, I thought it was really important. And I feel like it's, it's widely known enough to include it on something like this. And I think it's important enough to include it on something like this. And it's definitely a singular piece of music. So that's why it's my number one. I wouldn't discount it as a pop song. I mean, because you have to look at the times in which music was created and at the time i mean that was popular music right ish you know this of course the piece of music was probably written you know 60 to 100 years before it was actually featured in fantasia right Right. you know if not more but an actual fantasia came out in what the 1940s something like that in 40s or 50s something yeah and so uh it was like his biggest thing you know before all the big major features i think and and so uh yeah Disney uh, Disney went forward with it and this big piece of this was uh, it scared the crap out of me as a kid when I was a young child so uh, it's my favorite part of Fantasia it almost felt like something I shouldn't be watching in a way so it was just really really interesting so that's why I included it as my number one that's awesome that is an awesome choice I also like how that in Fantasia is coupled with Ave Maria like right afterward like mm-hmm. it's a really good sequence in that movie I love it I need to go watch Fantasia I haven't seen that in forever so we based this list off of songs that we would consider to be popular and that were featured heavily in a horror movie. So I had a couple special mentions of songs that were either not popular enough or not really featured heavily. Actually, I think they're because they're just not very popular. Um, so I'm going to list these out real quick and we'll include these special mentions in the Spotify playlist as well. I like the song Mary Mary from Stigmata. It's from a band that some people know. It's called Chumba Wumba. I get knocked down. And then you get up again. And they're never going to knock me down again. <laughs> so, I mean, they're obviously a popular band for a really bad reason. Take but a uh, drink. I don't have a drink. <laughs> this song has uh, Hail Mary prayer, right? in it and I like it because at the very end they do the Hail Mary prayer backwards and it's like the creepiest fucking thing to listen to I love it I also like the song Never Never Gonna Give You Up by Cake also from An American Werewolf in Paris and this is a cover song of a Barry White tune that Cake did and I just I like the the hell out of it Um, Dangerous Type is another cover Uh, it's by Letters to Cleo it's from the movie Craft Um, I like the song Under the Water by Jewel also from the craft and this is weird because like it's pre-Pieces of You, so before Jewel got very popular, and they were trying to turn her into a pop star, and so it's all this dancey beat to, like, Jewel's amazing voice, and it just doesn't quite sound right, but I listen to it a lot. Um, I had to throw in one more I Know What You Did Last Summer song, and that's uh, My Baby's Got the Strangest Ways from the band Southern Culture on the Skids. I almost put them on our creepy love song list because they have another song that I like quite a bit, so if we revisit that, you might look forward to that. Mm -hmm. And lastly from the movie Climax I like the song Supernature specifically the instrumental Climax version by a band called Cerrone I have listened to that song so many times it's one of those like you want just your ringtone or something yes 
So my special mentions, some of them are actually, I want to mention like one album in particular, which was Spawn, right? So Spawn was really, really unique in that they actually came together to create the soundtrack for the movie and pulled all these different artists to work together that had never worked together before and probably wouldn't work together again. So we've got like Satan by Orbital and Kirk Hammett of like Metallica, you know, and then we've got Can't You Trip Like I Do by Filter teaming up with The Crystal Method Mm -hmm. and Long Hard Road Out of Hell by Marilyn Manson and The Sneaker Pimps. Uh, So like the whole soundtrack is by that. They're like tiny rubber band with like Moby and like uh, the Dust Brothers or something. You know, there's like a lot of interesting team ups. And so it's a very interesting sound a lot of the time going through the soundtrack. And so I can't really recommend it enough just going and, and listening to what was created here for this film. And a lot of these just get like bit parts shown in the movies. Uh, the Orbital, the Satan song, of course, is a is a, like an opening credits song for, mm-hmm. for Spawn. You know, but most of the songs like the like the Hard Road Out of Hell by Marilyn Manson was only kind of focused for the beginning part where it's kind of haunting a little bit before the song starts. And it's just like a first section of where Spawn's like walking across the street and looking at all the homeless people and stuff. And then it kind of stops. So some of these, a lot of these songs were not featured very heavily, but the album was just an amazing kind of feat. And I'm not sure anything of its like was really done before that. I think a few soundtracks have been kind of manufactured like that in a way between different artists since. Uh, but I don't think, I think that's still like a lost art now. I really enjoy that Manson track quite a bit. Yeah. And also I want to shout out the entire album for the guest. Uh, we've got like Antonio by Annie. We've got like Haunted When the Minutes Drag by Love and Rockets. Yeah. It's such a good track. The whole album of the guest is amazing and it does feature pretty heavily in the film because she's literally making like a soundtrack for him. She's mm-hmm. making a playlist uh, for the killer. And uh, it's just really, really interesting and great music that was added to that soundtrack. I've also got a few one-offs, like From Dusk Till Dawn, there's a song called After Dark by Tito and Tarantula. That's just, yet again, obviously Tarantino wasn't that, you know, was involved in From Dusk Till Dawn. And uh, I believe was co-directed even, or, or he wrote started it. with uh, yeah. Robert Rodriguez. And uh, so it has a lot of that, like, that southerny kind of... Uh, retro charm in Is the that the song that Selma Hayek dances to? Probably. I think yeah. so. And uh, also, I wanted to mention The Perfect Drug by Nine Inch Nails. Because ah. for a while, that's the only way you could... I think the, the only way you could get that song was on the Lost Highway soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still want to see that. Uh, it's supposed to be a, a, a modern noir. And oh, a lot of people, Yeah, I haven't seen it. So those are my runners up. I couldn't really justify them in my top 10 either like for the same reasons as you. They either weren't uh, popular enough compared to some of the others or they weren't featured as heavily, things like that. So uh, anyway, I think we got a great collection of songs here and I'm really excited to put them in our uh, Spotify playlist. Head over to Spotify, check that out, check out our other playlists, and go back and listen to some of our other musical top tens if you haven't. Like we've we've done our favorite horror scores and creepy love songs; they're all there for you to listen to. We re- we really have a good time like picking out songs. Chris and I like music very much, and so yeah, 
go check those out and look forward to October. We have a lot of stuff coming to you. Uh, we'll be covering the movie Creep Show and have another special top 10 then too. Tell us what some of your favorite pop songs featured in horror movies are. You can do that on social media at the Film Flamers on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can email us at tiredqueens at filmflamers.com or call us on our hotline at 972 972- 666-7733 and make your voice be heard. That's right. Why don't you call into the hotline and sing a little bit of your favorite pop song from a horror movie? We'll definitely be putting that on the air. That's right. <laughs> well, guys, we really appreciate all the listens. If you've enjoyed this or any of our other episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a little review. It really warms our hearts when we see those. And it really helps us out and we really appreciate it. So thank you in advance. And they'll also be read on our shooting the flames episode that's true well chris i think we should go listen to some of these songs now i think so okay well until our next episode sweet dreams your mouth mouth <laughs> mouth now i can't think of any other lyrics from that song Great. nothing hurts you ruined it for me like now. your mouth 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 <laughs> God, so repetitive. That's all I can hear when I hear that song now. Well, at least the song is better than that fucking movie. Oh, God. (laughs) That's true.